Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Bar to the Bar. Today, we'll be talking to Samantha Greenberg, who is a sports agent, and she'll be telling us about her journey to becoming a sports agent. Thanks for listening. Okay, tonight I'm joined with Samantha Greenberg. Hi, Samantha. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Um, to kick us off, can you just give us a brief um, background on who you are and a little um, information on how you got um, to your role now? Yeah, so thank you, Hannah. Thank you for having me. So my name is Samantha Greenberg. I actually am currently, I just became WNBA and FIBA certified. So I, I don't know if too many of you know what FIBA is, but FIBA is international basketball. So um, you know, anywhere from anywhere in the world, there is basketball there. And um, basically I did my master's at Canisius College in Buffalo. I graduated my undergrad at University of Miami. I actually went to law school for a year in between getting my master's right before then. I went to Marquette thinking I was going to, you know, be a lawyer. And mm-hmm. I decided after my first year, I said, you know what? It's not for me. There's other ways. Um, so being an agent has been really an important goal for me in my life. I was about 13 when I realized this is what I wanted to do. I spent summers in Tampa in like the Clearwater area. And as like a 13 year old kid over there, there's not really a lot to do. Um, I mean, other than beaches and a lot of people who are retired. So being there, you know, you'd go to restaurants and I was the youngest one there. But growing up, my grandfather loved sports. He loved baseball, particularly the Yankees. And I grew up going to games every single time that they were home. So if they had a Friday series, it went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, And that's kind of how I fell in love with sports in general. You know, that summer, I had also seen the show Entourage. It was on HBO. And I was like, I want to be like Ari Gold. Well, (laughs) For me, it was, you know, how do I get to be like that? You know, and there wasn't really like a step-by-step process. There wasn't like a, this is what you do. Like, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you go to, you go to your undergrad, you you know, you go to med school. I don't know too much about that, but (laughs) I was like, what do I do? What do I study? You know, and there wasn't really like a set path. You know, I think when I first wanted to go to school, I I knew I wanted to study sports of some sorts, you know, originally everybody's like, why don't you do some type of business? Mm -hmm. Sports is a business. I was like, I don't know. And then I started seeing a lot of schools coming up with the major sports management. And I think when I was in high school, which wasn't that many years ago, it wasn't as like a popular major as I feel like it is today. You know, you don't really like... I know when I was going, there weren't that many programs that had it. I mean, there were, but it wasn't such a huge major. I think compared to today, you know, I see it now like master's programs, sports management. I mean, I think most schools have some type of sports management program, even if it's just like a minor. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, for me, sports has been my dream and I just want to continue moving in the path of, you know, being the next Ari Gold, but Ari Gold of sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I think that you hit on a lot of key points that there is no path, um, no traditional path to become an agent. There's so many different ways you can go. And I think a lot of people are under the impression that you need to go to law school, but that's definitely not the case. I um, mean, we can obviously talk about that later, but in, uh, did you major um, in sports management or did you major in something else in college? So, so when I went to Canisius, I went, so out of high school, I had never 
seen snow before. <laughs> and I said, I want some seasons because I live right now in Miami. And for those who are from the South, know that to be true. Like, you know, you want something other than just sunshine and 75 degree weather all day long. <laughs> so I wanted to see seasons. I wanted to see the fall change. I wanted to see like the, you know, all of that. So I left and I went to Buffalo, New York, where I went to school for two years. Um, I had never seen snow. They had the two worst winters they probably had in a few years. <laughs> I had eight feet of snow in one week. And uh, I definitely said, you know what? Um, so I studied sports management there. And I think that was an amazing opportunity because it was a smaller set school, but it allowed me to have a work study uh, job on campus where I did everything from, you know, merchandise sales to even becoming the college mascot at one point. That was just part of our job description. That's so awesome. It was a great experience. I was able to go to an elementary school and I was able to be the mascot at an elementary school. I mean, not many people can say they were their college mascot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I left after my second year. I went, I came back home to Miami where I went to the University of Miami. Um, I studied sports management there as well. And I minored in marketing because UM made me have a minor. I didn't really want to, but I was like, you know what? doesn't hurt to have a little bit of a background in marketing. It's definitely helped. Mm-hmm. So out of high out of college, I uh, I applied to law schools. I applied to everywhere from Villanova, Marquette. Um, where else did I apply? I think I applied to most of the Florida schools, and I got waitlisted from three of them. I got waitlisted from Marquette, Villanova, and I can't remember the third. But um, I I was like, all right, I'm not going to law school. I was like, wow after all this studying for the LSAT. Right, that whole process. <laughs> after everything, I was like, I think I'm giving up. So I had already started giving up and I was sitting in my room and I remember getting an email and it was like, congratulations, Samantha, you've been accepted. You've been taken off the wait list. And I was kind of bummed. I like in all honesty, mm-hmm. I had already made up my mind that I was gonna go get my master's. I was gonna do online school. And I was, I was pretty calm about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got that note and I think I was just taken by surprise. My parents were like, you got to go, you, you got to go to the school. It's, you know, you've been wanting to go to law school since you were a little kid. I think I watched a little too much Legally Blonde when I was younger. But, uh, <laughs> so I went, I said to myself, you know what, when I went to Buffalo, when I went to Canisius, I never went and saw the school before I signed my gave my deposit, everything. So I said, you know what? I don't want to make that same mistake. I want to go visit the school before I go and actually make my commitment. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So Marquette, because I I said I wanted to specialize in sports law and and be part of that, they actually flew me out and had me come with a few other like sports, sports law, like interested parties. And we all flew out for a weekend in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, I was sick as can be. I had a cold <laughs> similar to now, had a cold and I was, you know, everybody was enjoying themselves. And I was back at the hotel room after everything, taking some NyQuil because I did not feel good. Oh no. However, I was able to see the campus. You know, I had never been to Milwaukee before. I really had never ventured outside of the North, the North mm-hmm. or even like the East Coast. 
decided to go to Milwaukee. I, I was, it was a good time. I was able to meet people that I was, you know, on the same flight with. I even got to go see where I would be living that year. So for me, it was, it was an interesting time. Um, and I said, after, after that, I came back and I said, all right, you know, I like it, I'll go. But, um, and then I, you know, then my journey in law school happened. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Um, the reason I ended up at, so I went to Providence College. I'm originally from New Jersey and then I ended up okay. going to college um, in Rhode Island in Providence and talk about terrible winters. But my heart was set on going to Marquette solely because of the sports law program and all their, yes. their journals and everything. And they have a great sports law program. And then when I got waitlisted at Marquette, I was like, okay, like plan B pivot. Um, that's where I found Elon Law and ended up applying, getting in like very soon after that and was like, okay, like this is my new plan. Like I was between Suffolk and Boston, like right outside of close to Providence. And then here, um, and the opportunity to move down South, be in a new place, different weather, nice climate weather on um, this accelerated <laughs> program. But that's really funny that we have that Marquette um, law connection. So kind of walk me through like the decision um, to leave like law school. I'm sure that was a very difficult decision having gone through the first year, which is if you don't know, I'm sure most people know by now, um, who've heard me talk about one a year, a very, very difficult year academically, emotionally, physically. Um, how did you come to that decision? Oh, that decision came after Christmas break. Okay, wow. So I started law school in a long distance relationship. Okay. Um, you know, we're still together to this day, but I was like, you know, thank God for Frontier Airlines. <laughs> I was able to learn about Frontier and even Allegiant from a, with like a $90 flight for the weekend. And I was in and out. Wow. So I was able to fly from Milwaukee. It was the only like direct flight that I wouldn't have to go and, you know, spend my whole night leaving a Friday after school and, and going. So I think the big decision came, you know, I, I wasn't happy. Like I, I think second semester came of, of 1L and I really was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I stopped going to class. Um, I had many times where I would get up and I was like, eh, I think I'm just going to stay in today. And, you know, for anybody that's enduring their one out, you know, I give you credit. Like Hannah, I told you earlier, I was like, I give you so much credit for your one out because <clears throat> if you're still going strong. I mean, I give you that credit. I wasn't able to do it. You know, one out like broke me down. Mm -hmm. I think I was, I knew nobody in Milwaukee. I didn't really have like a good support system up there. And I think a big thing going through law school is, is having a good support system. You know, I had family down here in Miami. I had my relationship down here in Miami. I had like no one I could really turn to mm -hmm. when I was having a rough day out of school. Like, you know, I mean, you had your bar days that you would go to like the bars, but it wasn't the same thing. Right. So, you know, I'd come to back to my apartment and, and it was just same thing. Like, I think I would play like Xbox, like not, and like, just relax. Like, you know, I, I just started to, and living up North, like in being in snow weather, you know, you start to really get depressed. So oh, I was long, not, long winters. Yes. I was not happy at all. And I think I had just spent a month at home and it really like, I like won't even lie. I threw a temper tantrum at the airport because I did not want to go back to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So sitting there, uh, I, you know, I just stopped going to class and eventually my professors were like, listen, like you're not doing well in school right now. Um, we either have to have you like 
drop, but if you drop, like you may lose your scholarship. Like, so it was just a really tough decision, like to a point where I started fighting with my family about it because they were like, listen, two more years, that's all you got to go through. And I was like, I can't do two more years of this. Like, (laughs) so I eventually made the decision. Um, I started applying to master's programs on like the down low and you know, I was already not doing well academically from first semester. Like I didn't do as well as, you know, I thought I had. And they said that I was on like a probation of sorts. So I was like, I can't keep doing this. I was like, law school is not meant for me. I was like, I, I don't want to do this. And then to still have to sit for a bar exam after the end of all of this, right. I, was like, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really made the decision. It was tough because I had to, you know, I was moving. My lease for my apartment was like until like August or like late July. I was moving May. I go, I'm done. The moment I I finish my finals, I'm out of here. So I sold all of my stuff that I had bought the year before. Yeah. Uh, Thank God for Facebook marketplace because (laughs) I had a brand new bed. I had brand new kitchen appliances. Um, thankfully the, the, where I lived, like the guy was very nice enough to be like, Hey, um, you know, you keep some of the stuff here that you don't want and we'll see if any other tenants want it. But basically it was a really tough decision. And it's one that to this day, I'm very proud. I made, Mm -hmm. you know, I I mean, sometimes I sit here and I'm like, do I want to go back to school? But then I'm like, no, um, you know, I sit here and I'm like, this is, this is a decision that I made that I don't ever regret. It's something that I'm in a good place where I am now in my life, where I am, where I've wanted to be. Like right now, I, you know, I became certified within May alone. I had really good things happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I graduated my master's after a COVID year. Um, well, actually graduated in December, COVID happened literally in March was when everything really started to, to go downhill. But, you know, I, I don't think I... I think if I still had to go through the same situation in my life or going to law school and, and making that same decision, I would make the same decision knowing what would happen. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think your decision is very brave. And I think that a lot of people are really nervous to make that decision. If you come to the realization that law school isn't for you, people are terrified of admitting that and really like accepting, like maybe there's another path to get to the, where I want to go. And I think that there's just like such a big misconception that you need your law degree to be an agent. Um, so kind of transitioning over to the agent side, like right after you got, you um, graduated with your master's, did you then like start, is, are there exams um, as well for the FIBA and WNBA? I know the NBA has their own exams. So there are two um, exams that you like started studying for and started the process to become agents um, like recently or how long did the process kind of take for those um, different certifications? Yeah. So I'll basically take you on a journey from when I graduated my master's up until now. So um, I graduated my master's in December of 2019. I was living here in Miami already. I was back. I was working at a company that makes the airline magazines for American Airlines, United Airlines, it was a job. I needed money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had finished school and I was ready to, you know, network. So I reached out to some NBA agents in the Florida area, actually all throughout, you know, the U S and just to network. I didn't, I wasn't looking for an internship. I right. wasn't looking to get a job. I, I just wanted to network. That was a big thing for me was, you know, when you send out mass emails, 
with your resume and, and setting up, setting up an internship. I don't know. I don't feel like that's organic and mm. I don't like that. Like, I think it's better to network with somebody, find a connection between the two and then see if you're actually like, if this is something you want to be with. Definitely. So I ended up uh, networking with the current agency I am with right now. And I think we both, it was a really good feel. Like um, we got along really well based in Miami. So that was awesome. You know, I didn't know too much about basketball. I mean, I did, but I, if you had asked me what my favorite sport was, I would have said baseball just because that's what I grew up with. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a big basketball fan. I play NBA 2K all the time, (laughs) which I know that's really not like a huge thing, but I, I follow the game. I didn't have a favorite team. I mean, living in Miami, I should like the Miami Heat. <laughs> but I don't know if I if I was a huge fan. So I um, began doing an internship there. I was offered an internship starting in January. So that was great timing. Um, and it was an opportunity to learn about the agency and the industry and the business because, you know, I had just, I was fresh out of college. I've been fresh out of my master's. And when I... And I took this opportunity. It was amazing. You know, it's been such an amazing opportunity itself, but you know, nobody expected COVID to happen in March. So right before March madness was about to happen, you know, we were hit with a, Hey, March madness has basically been canceled. So, you know, recruiting was the guys were ready to sign with an agent right then and there. And it was a, it was such a crazy time. I remember like leaving work and we'd be like, Hey, we need to get this out to the client right away because, you know, they can start signing already with agents. So, you know, this past year itself has been a learning experience that I am so grateful for in my life. Um, I think everybody has been able to see, uh, so sorry, let me retract there. Basically WNBA didn't have an exam. Okay. And it was great because, you know, with COVID, nobody was really administering exams. So I wanted to be able to get ahead and be an agent and do all of this. And honestly, I really follow WNBA. I really like the atmosphere and the platform itself it has. I mean, within this past season, you have been able to see mm-hmm. what an impact the WNBA is making on sports for females. I mean, no, it's incredible. This past season, especially like I, I really did not follow it before this season. And I'm like ashamed to say that, but I'm so happy that like now I'm following it and like becoming a fan. Yes. I mean, everybody is, you know, you, I pull up Twitter, my whole feed is WNBA mm-hmm. and it's from people that normally only talk about like the NBA or even just normal, like, I don't want to say normal, but like just everyday people on Twitter are talking about the WNBA. So awesome. It is such an atmosphere, like a platform that I'm excited to be in my rookie season as an agent being in this industry because it's taking off and it's absolutely out of this world. Um, so I was able to, you know, the, that process for those that you don't, that don't know WNBA, unlike the NBA does not have an exam. So, you know, I didn't have to sit there and, and study for an exam. Obviously I had to know the CBA because Mm -hmm. it's important to being an agent, but I didn't have to go to an app, like a place or even online and and take an exam. So the process for that application is you have to fill out an application. 
and you know pay the fees that are, are necessary. But you also have to do a background check. And I think that's what took the longest part. My background check took nine weeks to get oh the God. results. You know, so that was so once I got the results, once I got that, then I was able to apply to be a FIBA certified agent. And because I was already approved by the WMBA, I did not have to take a test for FIBA. Oh, wow. So FIBA does normally have a test. If you go in just wanting to be FIBA, you would have to take an exam. However, with COVID, they're not administering it at the moment. From what I checked last, they weren't. So I was basically grandfathered in, which was nice. I was exempted. Um, I just had to do a few things too. I had to you know, provide proof of the WMBA. So I had to ask them for a letter saying that I was certified. I had to get my background check from the police station. Um, I had to get my fingerprints done. And then I had to get a letter from the FBI of good standing. And I had to send that to their file. And from there, I got a response pretty quick from them. I think I, you know, it took maybe a week, week or two, if anything. And they were very quick with everything. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. That's great to know um, for future people that are like, how do I become an agent? Like, yeah. you have, do you have to start the, make an application and start the process? So how long did like the whole process um, actually take to be certified for, for both? So I think for WMBA, I applied, I want to say, um, you know what, let me check really quick. <laughs> so I know it took the background check took nine weeks and yeah. I got my results about May. So I did everything pretty quick, but let me see. I just want to be precise with this. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm planning on taking um, the NBA exam next February. That's okay. kind of where my, um, my sites are right now because I want to be able to, if I don't pass the exam first try, I still have that opportunity um, this, like the February after I graduate law school. But I'm going to spend, obviously, as much time as I can outside of school studying um, for the exam um, for next year. Um, and that's kind of where my, my goal is at. Um, but I've always wanted to go to law school. So it was kind of like a no brainer when, um, I graduated and, you know, with COVID and everything being online this year, wasn't like the best, um, obviously doing online law school has its difficulties, but in those moments when I'm like up super late and like studying and outlining, I keep reminding myself, like the end goal is like going to be worth it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like if law school, when I was in law school was fully online, oh my God, I would have <laughs> loved that. I would be sitting at home doing law school, doing law school. Like, I think that was the biggest part was, I think for me, the biggest part was going to class, you know, especially the days that it was freezing outside. I was like, mm, it's snowing. Like, oh, I'm good. that definitely makes sense. <laughs> so I applied end of July. I mean, end of January, sorry. And, uh, so the draft was, let me get the actual date here of the draft. The draft was April 15th. I did my application about end of January. So it took nine weeks. So I missed the draft, like within like a few, two weeks or three weeks after the draft, I got word that I had officially been approved as an agent. So I had missed out on that recruiting period. So that was kind of like, you know, a little bit, not disappointing, but it was just kind of like, ah, oh, I could have, you know, been in that moment. Right. 
Well, that's, that's great that you're like in it now and have like that season. I think all the media attention that the WNBA is getting um, right now, I think it's only going to be on an upward trajectory. I just saw a statistic yesterday. It's up like viewership is up like 30%. Like I just get so excited when I like see like stats <laughs> like that. And like this like past, I'd say like two years, um, just like, I've just been so like obsessed with like women in the meet in sports media, um, yeah. like the lack of attention that female athletics gets as a whole um, is just so disheartening. And as like women and what we want to enter this industry, um, yeah. it's like, it, there's so much progress that's been happening the past year, which is amazing, but we, we both know there's so much more that needs to be done. I think it's so awesome that there's so many, um, young women who are so passionate about like being in this industry. Um, so kind of branching off of that, like, do you have any role models, um, either at your agency or just in general or any women that have, um, helped you kind of get to where you are, or is it like predominantly, um, like male like agents um in your in your own experience so i would say you know a lot of a lot of like the people i've networked with have actually been males mm-hmm. but i mean then that's not surprising in an industry where it is male dominated right but i would say you know a lot of the women that i follow like on social media i mean everybody follows nicole Lynn, oh know, yeah like I'm, now. I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> so you know you have her you have rachel luba in the baseball industry who is absolutely taking over the world, her as well. Um, I follow a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I also like on social media, I use Twitter. I'm very big on Twitter. Like TweetDeck is my best friend. I am always on TweetDeck. I have that open, like anytime my computer is open, TweetDeck is open. And I have where I follow a list on Twitter. It's called like women in sports. So, you know, I, and I like to interact there because you know, these are, it's like-minded individuals. So it's able to, you know, connect and see what others are going through Mm -hmm. in the industry and just see, you know, how we can work together. I think that's really important because, you know, women are making such an impact in the world today and and you're seeing it on every little level. I mean, take, for example, the NCAA women's basketball tournament this past season. Oh yeah. How much attention did that get from the media because of the, you know, the what is the right word to use here? The, the differences between the men's and the women's, yep. you know, you saw, companies, yep. you saw companies like Tonal, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Tonal was, uh, Orange, Orange Theory, I think, uh, wanted to provide for them as well. Major companies wanted to provide and help them out because of what they were lacking, you know, the resources that they weren't being given. So, think that's a big thing is you know um going back to your original question about like role models you know I would say the two women I follow like the most in in women's in women agents would be Nicole Lynn and uh and Rachel Luba but I'm always learning about other women mm-hmm. agents that I think are awesome because you know they're going through same following in their path or you know not following in their path exactly but seeing what they did in mm-hmm. this in this industry and I'm always supporting other women in sports. I mean, I follow a company called Play Like a Girl. Yes. Carol. I love them. I have like, I bought, before I became an agent, I had a sweater that said future woman sports agent. And I said, you know what? I am applying to be an agent. So let me buy it. The one that says woman sports agent. So I can give myself that vision board. So I can mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to wear this until I become an agent. So okay. I did. I love that. I <laughs> and I would say another company I really follow is um it's called 
I, I forgot the name of it exactly, but she made a shirt that said uh, Woman in Sports. And oh, it's the black shirt? Yes. I have that too. <laughs> I absolutely love that shirt. It's Me so fun. I have the hoodie and I have the t-shirt. And I just think, I don't know, I love these concepts. I love these, like the hype. I don't know. I'm all about that. No, I completely agree. I think social media has been such a powerful tool for women to connect with other women in the industry. And I think that these different brands, um, like my entire Instagram feed, like I've, I follow now like 30 accounts that just highlight <laughs> women in sports. And I'm always like reposting them and like just yeah. get so excited because like, I don't, I don't feel like there was that many um, networks and channels to like see news about women's sports or when women get promoted. Um, this week has been huge for different athletic conferences. I know the Eagles, yes. just, like there's just been so many incredible things. And I think that like, it's so inspiring for people who want to enter the industry because you're looking at all these like incredibly powerful women who are like helping the next generation. And I think that's like the coolest part um, about that, like wanting to enter this industry is that there's so many women that are like, okay, like, let's have an informational interview. Like, what questions do you have for me? Like, how can I um, help you? And I think that's like such a cool thing that our generation um, has the benefit um, to access. I think that's so cool. And like, really is like inspiring. Um, you have like women that, that have carved their own path and are doing it. Um, so it's like, yeah, I can do this too. Like, that's awesome. Um, what's some advice that you would give to those who want to um, be a sports agent? I would definitely recommend networking. I mean, I know that's so cliche for anybody to say like, oh, just make sure you network. But really, you have so many tools nowadays. Like, I think, you know, having access to social media, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, even like connect, connect with agents, especially in the field that you want to go into. Like, if you want to be a basketball agent, connect with other, I mean, there's a list of basketball certified agents, right? On the internet you know, a lot of the times it has their email. You can send them an email, you know, let them introduce yourself. You know, don't just ask for an internship off the bat because, you know, network with them, talk to them, find out how they got their journey started. Like, what did they do? You know, what do they think? That's a big thing. I mean, I get messages on like LinkedIn or like Instagram, Twitter, mm -hmm. and I'm so quick to reply because I think that's so important. Like, I mean, I was so grateful for when I was in school, high school, college, like, when I was going through that, I was grateful for the ones that replied to me and just gave me the time of day. You know, yeah. I still remember those. And that was really important to me. So I think the biggest thing is, it's just connecting, you know, following, you know, people you think are, are going to be like good role models or not even just good role models, like, you know, mentors in your field, following them on social media, introduce yourself. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You may not get a reply, but you mm -hmm. may get a reply. So that's the big thing for me is, you know, just finding what you like, being knowledgeable about it and learning, you know, asking others for advice and learning from them. I think that's great advice. That's literally exactly how I got my internship for this summer. I Googled like NBA agents in New Jersey, emailed every <laughs> single one of them, introduced yeah. myself and two bit. And then one, uh, one who I'm working with, we just really hit it off instantaneously over Zoom. Um, and I was like, I got my internship um, back in January. So I was like kind of set 
for the rest of the year in law school. I know like how big of a deal that is in law school. Like, what are you going to yeah. do all summer? Um, and I met with my, I remember I met with my career services back in like October, November. And I was like, okay, like I want to be like back at home, like New York, New Jersey this summer. And I want to work at a sports agency. And they were like, okay, like, why don't you apply to like a ton of different things and like do like athletic compliance or like kind of set yeah, the ball. They always tell you that in law I school. Know. <laughs> I was like, no, I want to work at a sports agency. And they're like, okay, Hannah. And then I just like emailed and emailed and emailed and like was getting so frustrated because I wasn't really hearing back from anywhere. And like, I've tried with like the big agencies with the smaller agencies. Um, and then I'm working at the, with the criminal um, defense attorney, who's also an NBA agent this summer. Um, so I'm super excited. And we'll be working a lot with, he has a lot of FIBA clients as well. Um, awesome. So I'm excited to kind of get that hands-on experience and then like learn from him um, when like pre preparing to start the process um, to hopefully become an N NBA agent, because I know the process like starts in July and then the yep. exam isn't administered until um, February. So yeah, long yeah. process for sure. Um, <laughs> do you think, do you think you'll like stick within basketball or are you like open to being certified in other professional sports as well? Definitely at the moment, basketball. I mean, right now, especially like since I'm just starting, definitely <laughs> basketball. I mean, who knows one day, maybe in the 10 year plan, 20 year plan. I mean, I, I do love baseball. So you never know. Um, I, that's one sport that I, I definitely would one day love to be in, but I think, you know, right now it, it's, it's figuring out my craft before mm -hmm. I can, you know, it, it's like taking, you know, your, uh, what are those called on the bicycle, like the training wheels. It's like taking your training wheels off your bike before you can go, you know, on a, on a major marathon. Right. So, you know, I, I definitely, I've gotten my experience in basketball and I've learned a lot this past year and in being with an agency. So I've been able to learn, you know, more about the industry that I knew coming in, mm -hmm. but definitely baseball you know baseball could be one day and you know you never know where the world is going to take us <laughs> absolutely everything happens for a reason I think like the best um part of thing about your story is like if you want to be an agent like you have to start working for an agency or like make those connections with agents because it's not you're not just going to like have a sports agent job fall on your lap I think this industry is so niche that like there's yeah. really no like openings online for internships. Like you really have to, no. <laughs> you know, like you have to know the agents who are then going to create positions like for you. Um, it's so different than like other like internships or externships. Cause there's really not like public opportunities. You really have to network in order to kind of grow um, and really get any opportunity. Um, so I think it's, it's a very particular industry that's like based com completely on networking. And obviously like your reputation is everything um, cause it's a small industry. And like, I think it's, I mean, obviously an awesome industry, but just knowing that like everyone talks and, um, and like clients will talk to each other. So I think it's, it's really awesome. I think the networking part is definitely key. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to kind of talk to me and um, let, like, let know that like, there's not one path to becoming a sports agent. Like you just have to do what's right for you. I think your story is awesome. Um, I think you're really brave for making the decision um, to just like, be outright and be like law school is not for me but like I still want to I still want to be an agent like there's different ways I can go about it I think that's awesome oh thank you Hannah thank you for reaching out you know thank you for having me I definitely enjoyed this a lot definitely enjoyed sharing my story about you know if you're in law school right now and, and you're not happy and and you know you could see yourself doing something else don't you know like don't like just sit back and, and think you know you have to do this I'm not saying to drop everybody drop out of law school I'm not saying that at all but <laughs> You know, I am saying it, if, if you're not passionate about it, find another method. There's always another way to do what you want to do in life. 
And I think that's a big thing. Um, and that's one thing I want anybody who's listening to, to take away from this call is if you're not happy, there's another way in life. So, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to me ever uh, about advice, let me know. I'm always willing to talk, always willing to share my story. So yeah, thank you, Hannah. Awesome. Thank you so much.